I invite you to stand in body or spirit as we come before God's word, very likely as Jesus and the disciples would have, by reciting what he called the great uh, commandment, what they called the Shema. I'll lead us in Hebrew and invite you to follow, then we'll join together in English. Shema Israel. Adonai Eloheinu. Adonai Had. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. We have been the last uh, several weeks in the story of Noah and the flood. In chapter 6, we uh, hear about the evilness, the violence that caused God to regret uh, creating the earth. Chapter 7, Noah's faithful, builds the ark, God sends a flood. And here we are in chapter 8, and the whole world has been covered with water. And this is where we pick up the story this morning. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now the springs of the deep and the floodgates of the heavens had been closed, and the rain had stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the water had gone down. And on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the 10th month. On the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountainsides became visible. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be seated, please. If I were to sum up the entire Old Testament in one word, the word that I would choose would be the word remember. Quick research will show you that the word remember is used 150 times in the Older Testament. And I think that's significant because I don't know about you, but I'm at the stage where I'm beginning to find memory is pretty important. And the loss of it is a little bit uh, troubling. Uh, and so I remember earlier this summer, I had to go to the head of our facilities and admit to him that I'd lost our name, my name tag. And so I'd have to have another one uh, printed for me. And he said, well, why don't you wait a week or two and, and see if the name tag shows up? And so I agreed and eh, a week it didn't show up. And I looked in my car and I looked in my office and I looked at home and it didn't show up. The second week it didn't show up. And so on Sunday morning, I got ready to go to church, put my coat on and, oh, there's my name tag. It did show up. Sometimes I forget things. A couple of years ago, Pam and I went with our mission team to Burundi. And since we were both going to be gone, I, I took uh, charge of the house key. So when we got home from Africa, we would have uh, a way to get in the house. Well, because I'm traveling a long way and this is our house key, I wanted to put it in a very super special place so that when we got home from the airport, I could pull out the key which was a wonderful plan until we got in the driveway and I couldn't remember where the super special place was I'd put the key. Eventually, I did find it. I think memory is fairly significant. Um, I'm I'm a list maker uh, because I simply don't trust myself and I don't want to forget the things that are important. Now, sometimes the loss of memory can actually be a little bit humorous. You may remember the old Steve Martin routine. Steve Martin, the comedian, would announce... You can have a million, make a million dollars and not pay taxes. First, get a million dollars. Then, don't pay taxes. And when they ask you about it, simply tell them, I forgot. 
Sometimes it can be humorous. I remember the story a rabbi in Maryland tells about a group of women who would gather for a reunion every several years. And when they were in their 50s, they decided on the Ocean View restaurant because the waiters were really good looking. In their 60s, they gathered there because the food and the wine was really good. In their 70s, they gathered there because it was quiet and had a nice view of the ocean. In their 80s, they gathered there because there was an elevator. In their 90s, they gathered there because, well, nobody would ever been to that restaurant before. Sometimes it can be funny. Sometimes it can be a little sad. I heard a story about uh, two women in Miami. And they were, um, uh, would meet in the park uh, every day for 12 years. So they were, uh, they didn't have a lot of friends in their complexes. They found each other. They would meet at the park. But one day after 12 years, one of them looked at the other and said, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But could you help me? Could you remind me of your name? And the other one was very quiet and got teary and looked at her and said, well, How soon do you have to know? It can be sad. It can also be dangerous. You you probably drive around town and you see the warning signs that not to leave your children or your pets in the car. That sort of forgetfulness can be not funny, but actually deadly. Well, as bad as it is to forget, sometimes it's even worse to be the one forgotten have you ever had that, um, that privilege of being forgotten, uh, that opportunity? My wife and I went to Corpus uh, to the beach on Friday, and we got in one of those fast food um, uh, places that has like an A lane, you know, close to the building and the windows, and a B lane, which is a pretty good idea, except when you're in the B lane, and now seven cars in the A lane uh, have already gotten their food moved on, and you're still sitting there. After 20 minutes... They came out the window and they knocked on my window and said, what did you order again? Have you ever been the forgotten one? I think they're really working at improving things in the uh, tax office. You know, they've got numbers that you draw when you come in and depending on your category, whether you need a title or whether you need to pay taxes or whether you're just registering your car. Great system. Except last time I was there, my number never got called. Skipped from, I was 17. Went from... 15, 16, 18, 19. They were up to 33 and I started to catch on and went and asked them. It's not good to forget. It's sometimes worse to be forgotten. When I was a kid, my dad picked me up at the tennis center one time after a clinic and, and stopped by the hospital on the way home, just going to check on, he was an obstetrician, just check on people who delivered babies, make sure everything was okay. And he left the keys with me in the car and he said, now don't run down the battery. Okay. Two hours later, no dad. About two and a half hours, after two and a half hours, I finally started to go inside as a 12-year-old in the hospital and looked for him. And turns out one of his patients had come in in labor and he had to stay and deliver the baby. It's not good to forget. It's even worse to be forgotten. The late Fred Craddock talks about visiting in a nursing home one time. And he said, so he walks through the doors of the nursing home and sees a gentleman um, all by himself. And he looks at him and said, what are you in for? What was your crime? The man said, I got old. It's tough to forget, tougher to be forgotten. You know, when I forget things, you know, like I'm heading down the hall and all of a sudden I'll turn around and go, why was I going down the hall? My wife will tell me, you know, you just have too many things on your mind. I think she's saying that hopefully. 
Do circumstances sometimes cause us to forget? Can it be aging, stress, medication that might cause us to forget or cause somebody else to forget and we are forgotten? I learned a lesson when my mother's Alzheimer's. I thought she was the one with the memory issues. But what I found the longer we went on and then even after she passed was I was the one without a memory. I couldn't 15 months remember her before her Alzheimer's. The circumstances had wiped out that. I tell you all of this this morning because there's a basic question Genesis, I think, is asking this morning. Will circumstances, including a mighty flood, a flood that is so high that we were told in the scriptures it was 23 feet above the highest mountaintop at its crest, will circumstances cause God to forget? And the answer plainly in scripture is no. Because what we have this morning is chapter six, people are wicked. Chapter seven, the waters come and Noah has built the ark and the waters come. Chapter eight, The waters go down, but in between is just one verse, and it says this, God remembered Noah. Circumstances, even floodwaters, wiped out everything on the planet except the memory of God. Now, you need to know this real quick, though. And when the Bible uses the word remember, it doesn't mean like, oh, it's an intellectual exercise. Like, oh, yeah, I remember today is Sunday. Um, Memory is more like when the Texians are fighting Santana, Santana and they yell, remember the Alamo. It's not a mental exercise. They're translating it into an action. Uh, this past week was my sis- younger sister's birthday, so I contacted her. I remembered her birthday. It, was, it wasn't a matter of writing it on the calendar and going, oh yeah, it's her birthday today, but I responded on it. Our future daughter-in-law's birthday was also this week. My wife remembered her and, and, and ordered a present. Uh, that, that she got. Remembering isn't about calling something to mind. It's not like God's like, oh yeah, I forgot Noah. You know, there's all this water and I just, I forgot he was down there. Remember means it's now ready for God to do something about it. Remembering is a commitment. In the Bible, we're told even in the first chapter that God remembered Abraham. And so God remembered Abraham's nephew Lot and rescued him when he got in a jam. Uh, we're told that God remembered Rachel. And so God rem- uh, in remembering Rachel allows her to get pregnant. Uh, God remembers, we're told in Exodus, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And because he remembers them, he frees Moses and the people from slavery. When God remembers, there's an action taken. And it's about God being committed. So the question is, are there any circumstances that will cause God to forget God's commitment to us? And the answer is no. And by the way, the circumstances, I don't think are the water. The water is like the consequence. The circumstance you'll remember is chapter six, where everyone is so evil that all they think about is doing bad stuff all the time. That's the Bible's description. Their only thought is evil all the time. Will that cause God to forget? And the answer is no. It's interesting the way the early church uh, turned the floodwaters, in a sense, on their head. When they were asked to describe what God is like, they say the love of God is like the ocean, and our sins and mistakes are like a pebble in the bottom of the ocean. Suddenly, the flood represents the goodness of God, the commitment of God, the love of God that is greater than anything we have done or have forgotten to do. 
Can anything cause God to forget us? And the answer is no. God's commitment is to always love us no matter what. Now, here's the trick, though. God's commitment to love us and to remember us will involve sort of selective forgetting. You know, um, uh, sometimes in order to be committed to someone and love them well, we have to forget some things that happened or didn't happen. I read this week about a woman in California, and you may have heard of it. She was the first one. I mean, the, the syndrome is named after her situation. She can remember every single day of her life. If you say uh, August uh, 12th, 2013, she can tell you five years ago what she did on that day, what she was wearing on that day, what other people did on that day. And you know what? That's a problem. Psychologists say that basically she lives her life like, uh, like with a split screen. Have you ever had that where you had two channels on at one time and you couldn't really focus on either one of them? You got them both going. She's got the past always in her mind clearly and it made it hard for her to live in the present. She was going to have to learn somehow to forget so that she could live in the present. And sometimes for you and I to move forward in our lives, there are things we may have to forget in order to be committed and remembering other people. And there are things God will have to forget as well, including the rebellion, the wickedness, the mistakes that we committed, the things that we should have done and didn't do. All that because God remembers us will be forgotten. There's a story, you probably heard about it. Uh, A 12-year-old girl on one of the islands of the Philippines, and she, according to her, is getting visions of Jesus. She's 12 years old. Jesus comes and appears to her, and they have conversations. And so uh, the uh, the bishop of all the islands, this is reported to him. So he takes a boat, goes over there, is going to check this out, finds the 12-year-old girl, and asks her, he said, "Uh, is it true that you see Jesus? She said, yes, sir. Is it true that you and Jesus have conversations and that he talks to you? She said, yes, sir. And wanting to check her out, the bishop said, okay, do me a favor. Next time you see him, ask him, what sins has the bishop committed? And then the bishop got on his boat and left. Came back a couple weeks later. As promised, found the 12-year-old girl. Have you seen Jesus since I left? Yes, sir. Did he talk with you? Yes, sir. Uh, Did you ask him my question? Yes, sir. And what, said the bishop, was his answer? And she said, Jesus said, I don't know. I have forgotten them all. Was that Jesus that she was having a conversation with? Sometimes in order to love us, sometimes in order to love others, we remember and we remember best by forgetting.